Soul Binge listener, listener, speaker, sayer, doer, beer, human being. Welcome. If you're a human being, welcome to Soul Binge Podcast. Happy Easter. Man, it is it is Easter Sunday. It's Resurrection Sunday. And I almost missed an opportunity to <laughs> record this and submit it for the podcast, but how ridiculous would that be if we were uh, somehow going to miss one of the most important uh, things that we celebrate every year at a specific time? Uh, part of the reason why it's so important, this particular holiday, if you want to call it that, or um, it's not really even much of a holiday for the reason why we celebrate it, but we celebrate an event that took place that for the believer, for the Christian, is something that is is very important to celebrate it simply because it's something that we ought to be recognizing every day of our lives in the way that we live, at least as believers. I would say that even the non-believer would say that it's important that if someone believes in something, that they exist in that belief and that that belief guides and directs the way they live their lives um, more so than just on the day that you choose to celebrate it on an annual basis. We'll get to a little bit of that in a second, but um, because of just inherently what Easter Sunday means for us believers, for us Christians like myself, it's so good. It's so important to celebrate it. It's so, so, so powerful to talk about the resurrection of Jesus. Christ is risen. He is alive, and we're pumped up and excited. Um, We're right in the middle of our transition is a, as far as quick life updates are concerned. If you've listened to the last episode posted last weekend, um, you'll you'll know kind of what it is that I'm talking about now. If you haven't, go ahead and pause this one and listen to that one first. I took almost an hour to kind of basically say uh, what I could say in just a few short seconds, which I'll say now. We're moving, and in fact, we've moved. We are relocating from San Antonio to Dallas, Texas area, a little bit outside of Dallas. And this recording is actually taking place in San Antonio, just like how last week's recording took place in the Dallas area. Uh, We had told Crossing Point Church, our local church here in Saytown, that we would be here for Easter Sunday. One more go around and we finished up our Easter services today and it was so good. It was a great time to get get a chance to say goodbye to some people that we love and um you know you you can't ever run out of tears to cry in in moments like this so it's bittersweet but we're excited about what's going to happen next for us um literally tomorrow we drive back to our place in uh garland right outside of dallas like i mentioned and life begins the new chapter officially takes off once we once we land there but anyway Uh, Not going to take a lot of your time today because we've got some Easter festivities taking place in our lives here. Um, So I'm not going to take up too much time to even do this recording, to be honest with you. But I didn't want to miss an opportunity to come on the podcast and say happy Resurrection Sunday. Happy Easter to you and your family. Hope you are celebrating. Uh, Hope you are somehow finding yourself in church this weekend. Um, And I hope that it's meaningful for you. And if you are not one to call yourself a believer, this is a great weekend to check out maybe a local church and see what they're all about, see what's going on. Uh, It's a great opportunity to kind of get to see 
uh, a church perform at their best. Um, to the non-believer, I would say that Easter is a great time or maybe Christmas could be a great time for you to explore, you know, some churches that are, that are around you that you might be interested in, in looking into. Um, it's a great opportunity for that. And man, it's, it's, it's incredible because like I said, it's a church, it's a moment where the church wants to perform their best and it's not all performance based or anything like that. That's not what I mean. But we do. We we put it on. We put on the nines. We don't just try and dress the part, but we try to do the part as far as serving our community well on an Easter weekend, same way that we might over Christmas and whatnot. Talk about the birth of Jesus. In this case, we're talking about the fact that he rose again from the dead. And it's it's a good thing to, to find yourself in church on Easter weekend. It's a great thing. It's It's an equally great thing to find yourself in church next weekend. When I say check a church out this weekend for Easter, what I really mean, just to be honest with you, is I mean to go inspect and see how that church operates and then go find out how things look the following week when there's not a holiday, when there's not a special event, when there's not a skit or a play, when there's not a big special performance on the on the musical side of the, of the service, whatever. Like, go and check out that church on both Sundays. Make a logical comparison comparison um i said logical comparison but what i meant to say was a comparative analysis that's what i actually meant to say because my brain is dumb but um i've been driving a lot this week anyway we won't go there but yeah dude go check out some churches this weekend and the following weekend to see what's up i guarantee you if you're a if you're a non-believer if you're not a christian but you're thinking about checking a church out and you found one that you might want to you know, show interest in that the differences between Easter weekend and the following weekend are probably not going to be as drastically different as you think. Sure. There might be something special that they have for the kids. Sure. There might be something special on the music service on the music side of the service that's taking place this weekend that won't take place next weekend. Maybe that's true, you know, but when it comes to the passion and the power of the word of God being spoken through song form, through class form for individual age groups, through the leader of that church, the lead pastor, when it comes to the word of God being brought to life in that moment, um, chances are there's not going to be too much of a difference in the way you feel after each service or during each service. And that is something that you can then point to as a good sign that that church is alive and breathing the breath of God. Now, with so many different churches that are out there and with so few Easter's in your life that you can live through, I wouldn't necessarily say that if you missed your chance to wait a full year until next Easter. That's not what I mean. But what I mean is, ultimately, to check out a church for yourself and really see how it goes and, and what you think about it, um, both this weekend and the following, to just kind of see what's up and and maybe you can start to reframe your your mindset of what you think of church and what you think of churches and whatnot. But anyway, um, going right off from that, though, all of my Christian folks and all of my uh, partners in ministry that are out there that serve their local church, I'm, I'm kind of talking to you at the same time when I'm when I'm not talking to you there by saying, hey, you know, you, you brought it today. You brought it this weekend. You really did your best. You gave it your all. You sing that one special song. You did that one special specific thing that you did, and that's great. That's awesome. But don't forget that come next service time, whenever that is for you, the resurrection power of Jesus doesn't just exist on Easter. 
okay? It's not something that should just be celebrated through Christmas and Easter only. Um, so bring it, bring it again next week. Bring it your, bring it at the highest level that you can. Serve at the highest level that you can, uh, no matter what. Every chance you have to do that. Um, if the phrase Christmas and Easter only rings any bells for you, uh, there's a reason for that. <laughs> And it's because there is a term that is given to a specific group of people that um, would maybe be called CEOs of Christianity. CEOs. What is CEO, you ask? I'm so glad you did. The term CEO basically stands for Christmas and Easter only. This is a shout out to all of those who only show up to church when it's Christmas or Easter. This is not something that you want to follow you around. Like you don't want to give place for this in your life where someone could maybe, you know, look at you and, and maybe identify you in this way. And it's not really about the way they identify you. That's not really the, the emphasis I'm trying to make here. But it's the way you identify yourself. Like you don't want to find yourself consistently not going to church, but then you go because it's Christmas or you go because it's Easter. Like that's not really the, the thing to do. You know, the way that I kind of see it is like this. If you were to celebrate the 4th of July and you were supposed to celebrate the freedom you have as an American citizen, you wouldn't necessarily spend every single other day of your life as if you weren't free and only live as though you're free on 4th of July. That doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to say that, oh, on my, uh, on my anniversary, I'm going to love my wife, but I'm going to treat every single other day as if I don't love her. And in fact, I'm going to do the very opposite of love her, you know, but because it's my anniversary, I got to put it on or whatever. Like that doesn't make any sense. But yet we do that a lot of the time as believers, we find ourselves only adhering to the way of living as a Christian whenever it's perfectly appropriate to do so on a Christmas service or an Easter service. I personally think that the CEO concept started whenever churches began to do better to do more on a Christmas service or an Easter service. And so it's like, I'm not going to come unless they're doing their best. Right. And that to some degree actually kind of makes a little bit of sense because the church, like I mentioned a minute ago, needs to be giving it their all every single service. But for the believer who's out there, who's kind of not totally sold out, but you're not totally giving up on it or whatever, you got to understand it's the same thing as basically living as though you're not free and in fact, that's literally what it is. It's living as though you're not free. It's living as though Christ didn't actually rise back from the grave to you know come back to life. It's living as though those promises that he gave us are not for us unless it's for a specific time during the year. And that just doesn't make sense. It makes as much sense as saying that I'm going to treat my spouse or my significant other very, very special on Valentine's Day, but specifically every other day of the year, I'm going to totally ignore that person. Like that other person would not feel very loved. And in fact, they would probably think that your efforts on Valentine's Day are wasted, right? They might even think that, you know, this is a little bit fake, you know, and we don't want that. We don't want that when it comes to our relationship with God. We don't want to be considered a CEO. We want to be consistent. We want to always bring our all to God in every way that we can. Why? Because quite simply, he gave his all for us. The The Easter weekend, the celebration of Christ rising back from the dead is something so powerful, not just simply because of the, of the very uh, miracle of him coming back to life, but because of what it represents of what he did for us. 
you know, the debt that he paid by dying in place of you and in place of me, the debt that he paid was something that, like I said, belonged to you and belonged to me. It was not something that was up to him ultimately to pay for. Like he didn't have a debt to cover based off of his actions and his mistakes and his wrongdoings. It was all on us. We were the ones deserving of the pen- of the punishment and the penalty of death where then Jesus stepped in place of you and of me and died for us. The Bible says that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And before he actually would die on the cross, Jesus goes to pray in the garden, uh, which is another conversation for another time. But basically he gets up there to pray a prayer that says, you know, I don't want to do this. I don't want to die for the people that are going to be killing me. You know, who would want to do that? But he gets into that moment of prayer and then he comes down and he sees the disciples who he just asked, by the way, if they could stay up and watch with him, watch and pray. And he sees that they're asleep. And it's this whole beautiful picture that that Jesus prays while the disciples are asleep because he ultimately dies while we were yet still sinners. And the beauty of the cross and of the grace of God is that it, it's something that extends beyond the exact physical moment that it took place. It's something that is doable to cover not only the sins that happened all the way up till that point, but to cover the sins that happened past that point, even up till now. The way that they would do sacrificial offerings in the Old Testament is they would not necessarily count for all the sins that were committed and then sacrifice some type of burnt offering in order to atone for the wrongdoings that happened up to that point. What they would do is actually at a certain time of the year, they would sacrifice an animal to atone for all of the wrongdoings that might happen from that point up until the next time that they would do a sacrifice. So the sacrifice was actually given before the committing of the sin that took place that the sacrifice would cover. Hopefully I'm not jumping around too much. But essentially that's that's kind of what the way that it was. And for Jesus, it's no different. He did what he did to cover all of the stuff that would then happen after the fact. The way that it works is whether or not you believe that what he did, if he did it for you. And I'm telling you, to believe that he did it for you under the context of him dying in your place is one thing. And, not but, and it is also another thing to realize that he was such a good God and such a loving God to us that he did not stay dead, but that he actually defeated death and rose back to life after it all happened. What does that mean for you? That means that he died physically so that we could live spiritually. He took the punishment that was owed to you and owed to me so that we could then live again. In other words, all the things that you've done wrong up until this point now, we celebrate Easter every year because we got to realize that all of the things that have happened in your entire life all the way up to this point can be washed under the blood that was shed when he died on the cross physically And because he rose back to life physically, it represents the fact that even though we were once dead in our offenses and trapped under the bondage of sin, we can be set free and we can have newness of life as well. This is the reason Jesus said that he came that we might have life and have life more abundantly, a better life than the ones that we can just offer ourselves. 
It's a beautiful thing. I could talk about it for hours and hours and days and days about the beauty of God's grace and the fact that it's unending and never failing and the fact that the only thing God cannot do is fail you and and just the fact that he did what he did and did not just die and did not just stay dead, but he rose again. And it's just, it's a beautiful thing. It really, really, truly is. And I hope that you can find some type of connection with what we're talking about in this episode because the simple point of it is that your soul would not exist today if it had not been for what happened back then. And it did happen. Like literally every single history book reports that a person named Jesus was crucified on a cross. The fact of of it happening, like if it happened or if it didn't happen, that's been settled. It's time to stop asking if he died on the cross and start asking why he did. And my friends, I can tell you already, he did it for you. He did it for me so that we would not be dead in our ways, dead in our sin, trapped under sin, trapped in a a way that we can't get ourselves untrapped. But in fact, death came after Jesus when it was supposed to come after us. Jesus stepped in our place so that it would come after Jesus. And it ended up being a trap where death was what ended up being defeated in that moment. It's a beautiful thing. Anyway, thanks for listening. Happy Resurrection Sunday. Happy Easter Sunday. I'm thankful for your listenership. I'm thankful that you're here with me doing this podcast as a listener. It takes all of us to do it, both me and you. Um, That's why I always say we. My wife Ashlyn was recently asking. She's like, what is the we when you say we here at Soul Binge, blah, blah, blah. She's like, isn't it just you? I'm like, well, it's a we because I'm kind of, I'm kind of counting the listeners too, you know, which is, which is all of us. But anyway, um, yeah, thanks for listening. Happy Easter. Go spend it with family. Find yourself in church at some point this weekend. Um, if you missed it by, for whatever reason, hopefully this episode convicts you a little bit and helps you to realize that what Jesus did, he did for you. The way my dad would say it, if he was here is he would tell you that Jesus Christ died for me. So the least I can do is live for him. I hope you have an amazing Easter. I will catch you on the next one. All of life truly, really, truly is all good, and it continues to be all good, and it continues to be all good. And if it's not good quite yet for you, I promise you it can be. Catch you on the next episode. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.